Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Trademark Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we're just going to have a look at and discuss who I think are the biggest competitors for Penrith at winning the comp this year. And we're also going to have a like, just talk about who I think has been every club's rookie of the year for season 2022. But before we get into that, we'll talk about our random player of the week. And this week's random player of the week is Tanieta Tuiaki. So for all of you young pups who didn't know, like didn't get the chance to watch this guy, he was basically what Sivo and Ravalawa were when they came into the comp. He's absolutely ginormous winger, just running over people, and just such a damaging ball runner, and just an absolute beast. Uh, unfortunately for Tuiaki, he's uh, he had an ankle injury at the end of 2009, and then a few surgeries, tried to fix it, just didn't get any better, so he had to retire because of uh, injuries. But in that 2009 season before injuries, he played 22 games, and scored 21 tries, which set the record for the Tigers' most tries in a year. Um, over the course of his career, he played 78 games, scored 42 tries. It's a pretty good record, especially like this is in the era when the wrestle was massive, so there wasn't many tries going around. Um, he also played for Tonga and uh, New Zealand. So now let's have a look at who I think are the best chance at uh, taking the premiership away from the Panthers. Uh, Panthers should def- like definitely should be the favourites for the competition, but... I know they're in eighth at the moment, but I think the Roosters are definitely one of the teams to look out for in terms of taking out this competition. They haven't lost a game since their bye, and I think they've won four or five on the trot now since then. And they just look back to the Roosters of old. Like their attacking flow and everything, it's just it's really starting to click now. Kiri and Walker are starting to play good footy together. But the main reason why I think the Roosters are a premiership uh, threat is they've just been there before. Like, there's so much finals experience in that team, and like when times in the, like get tough in the finals... Like, they've been there, they've done it all before. Like, young, young pups like Sam Walker and Swali, they can look to the older boys, like the Tedesco's, Kiri's, Rui Hargrave, um, even yeah, Daniel Tupo's, Victor Radley, that sort of thing. And it's just, I think that's what puts them over the edge for me against some of the other teams, like the Cowboys, Sharks and Broncos, who just don't have that final experience just yet. So one of the other, th- other teams I, have, I think have a shot at winning the comp is the Eels. Now, I know right now you're all laughing at me, but... I just think we've seen time and time again that the Eels get up for the big games and they win more often than not in these games, as we've seen twice this year when they've beat the Panthers, who now have only lost three games. Um, but yeah, and then you look to last year as well. The only reason why their season was ended was against the Panthers in a controversial loss. I think most people thought they probably should have won that one. But another thing that the Eels have on their side, which they haven't had in previous years for me, is they've got a fresh Mitch Moses. So this hand injury is like, man, he's had to have a couple of weeks off. And I think in previous years... We've seen that towards the back end of the season, the Eels as a whole look flat and fatigued. And I think that's largely because of Mitch Moses being a bit fatigued. So, Mitch Moses is sort of the dynamometer of where you see how, like, the level of where the Eels play. So if if Mitch Moses is up, the Eels are up. But if he's having a bit of a low game and he's a bit tired and that sort of thing, like, it just, it, the Eels just look flat when Mitch Moses looks flat. Like, it's a very good parameter, rather, um, about like, where they like they sit. So yeah, I think with a couple of weeks off, he's going to be like rested up, like, get rid of a couple of niggling injuries and stuff that he might have, and just be ready to rip in. And I think it could be the reason why the Eels could go on and make their first grand final appearance since 2009. So another team that I think have a chance of beating the... Like, well, not beating Penrith, I should say. Another team that has a chance to contend with Penrith and really give them a run for their money is the Rabbitohs. Now, if I had to said this after Dragons put 32 points on them in one half, I've been laughed at, and honestly, rightfully so, but they're a completely different side now. Like, Latrell Mitchell coming back has been had such a huge impact on their side, and they just look like genuine contenders now. Like, they look like they should be pushing for top four spot as they are. 
But they have a large of the same team as well that made the grand final last year. And they've been, I just got so like that finals experience. And they've also still got that hunger in them last year from losing last year's grand final. And also, don't forget that they beat Penrith twice, I think, on the run home last year. They beat them towards the end of the year and also in the first week of finals. So they definitely got it in them to beat the Rabbitohs, not Rabbitohs, beat the Panthers. But we'll see how that goes. And lastly, the other team that I think they contend against the Panthers is the Storm. So I think the Storm are contenders for the same sort of reasons as the Roosters. So they've just they've been there and they've done it before. They've got so much experience in their four pack, especially like with the Bromwich boys, Kafusi, uh, the likes of that. And well, the one thing they've got is one of, if not the best weapon attacking wise in the competition, and that's Cameron Munster. He's just the kind of guy that can basically win a game by himself, carry his team on his back. And we've seen that so many times in Origin. And there's no reason why he can't do that again in the finals with the Storm. But yeah, that's the thing like with the Storm. A team that has Cameron Munster in such good form he's at the moment as well. And like coach, a team that's coached and led by Craig Bellamy. They're always going to be a threat to the Premiership. You can never, ever rule them out. And this isn't to say that the Sharkies, Broncos, and Cowboys don't have a chance to win the comp. Of course they do. They're in the like, they're in a top eight for a reason at the moment. And especially the Sharks and the Cowboys could definitely surprise a few teams. But I just think, as I said before, I don't know if they've got the right amount of finals experience just to push them through those hard times. I suppose they've both got um, the Sharks and the Cowboys, both have premiership winning players in the Cowboys with Val Holmes and Chad Townsend, who's a premiership winning half, which definitely uh, gives a boost for them. But the store, uh, the Sharks have uh, Nico Hines, who it was, I don't think he's played in the grand final, but he's definitely been around there and seen how it's all happened. I think it was 18th man, maybe. And, or, seven, or didn't get on, I don't know. But, and you've also got Dalfa Nukin, who's one of the most experienced players in the comp, won a couple of grand finals, so, and there's no price tag you can put on that. But, yeah, I just think that the Roosters, Eels, Rabbitohs, and Storm are the most likely teams to give Penrith run for their money coming into the finals. So now let's get on to each club's rookie of the year. So, just to reiterate at the start, to qualify as a rookie, you've had, had to play less than five games in NRL. So there's a few players there who you might think, just if they haven't played a lot of games, might be eligible for rookies, but they're not. Um, so we'll just start off, uh, we'll go for the Panthers. Then Taylor May is their rookie of the year for me. Um, he scored 14 tries in 18 games his rookie year, which is just ridiculous. But on top of that, he's also running from an average of 150 meters. And the dude's basically like two, like to- oh, 2.0. Uh, but yeah, as I said before, you have to play less than five games. So uh, a lot of people say, oh, like it's got to be uh, Tongo. But he doesn't qualify because he played six games last year. So he's not rookie of the year. Like, can't be rookie of the year this year. And the Cowboys, theirs is Jeremiah Nanai. And that does that goes with that question. Like they've also had Griffin Neem, who's like played pretty well as a rookie, but this guy's probably rookie of the year, so you it's hard to go past him. So an unreal trying a trying record for a forward, let alone like unreal if he was a winger putting up these numbers, but for a forward especially, he scored 16 tries in 18 games this season. A lot of those off kicks. So he's just a supreme athlete. And he's also gone to make his origin debut in his rookie season. So that just shows you the how good he's been. Like I don't know, I don't remember the last time someone did that. Um, and he's, yeah, he's just got so much potential. His attacking weapon. I just hope that uh, the Cowboys continue to develop his game. So we don't see what sort of happened with David, David Fafita last year, where he had such a good year and then he's dropped off a bit because teams have learned how to defend against him. So I hope they can continue to build his game up. Onto the Sharkies. They haven't really had too many players debut from this year or made much of an impact on their side, but it's got to go to Lockie uh, Miller. He had a great debut against the Titans. He scored a really good try. Um, he's managed to cross the line twice in his three appearances so far. But he's another person. He's just a really talented athlete. He's gone and won gold medal for Australia at the Olympics. 
uh, in the rugby sevens, and now he's playing NRL, and he's holding his own, so uh, good on him. Now, for the Storm, for me, it's between Tyron Wishart and Alec McDonald. They've both uh, definitely shown that they're ready, for, like they're first grade players, but I think my bias comes into play a little bit here. I'm going to go with Tyron Wishart. So he's played the most games out of all the rookies for the Storm, which I think is one reason why I've led with him. He sort of had the most impact and mainstay in that team. Uh, but he's play, also played across a number of positions. So he's played fullback, wing, in the halves, and also at dummy half, which is really a testament to his versatility because uh, coming through the grades, he was a half or a hooker. Uh, I know his dad played on the wing, but he's not his dad. So uh, he touched a little bit of fullback, but to play fullback and wing coming into NRL and like, do a job, it's actually a testament to him and just how far he's come with his game. So for the Eels, I don't, couldn't actually find anyone who's played less than five games for them or is a rookie this year. Penicene was the closest, but he played over five games last year. So for them, I don't have one. If you uh, could find one, um, just let us know. Like, chuck us a DM or something like that. Chuck, put a comment in the YouTube if you know who was Eels rookie. But for me, I couldn't find one. So onto the Rabbitohs. Lockie Elias has to be their rookie there for sure. He started the year off a little bit slow, but he's really finding his feet in first grade now. And I think having Latrell uh, back has definitely taken the pressure off him and just allowed him to play his natural game. His kicking game is definitely getting better. It's been like, that's the one thing that the Rabbitohs definitely lacked at the start of the year was just that kicking game that Adam Reynolds had. But he's the kind of player at the moment that you look at him and think, yeah, he's a decent halfback, probably about mid-range, like middle of the pack. But I think in three to four seasons time, we'll be talking about him as one of the best players in the comp, pushing for a blue spot over, maybe not over Nathan Cleary, but, you know, like really pushing the number there, making Cleary probably play better. But Lockie Ilias is, yeah, Going to be supreme talent. I'm really happy for him that he's starting to find his feet in first grade and looks a lot more comfortable out there now. Now, the Broncos, it's got to be Ezra Mar. And before you come at me, going, oh, it's up on Cabo. He's not eligible. He played more than five games last year. So, Ezra Mar, in 11, 11 games this year, yeah, he's managed to have more try involvements than games he's played, which for rookie half is just phenomenal. So, with that, he's had uh, six tries and seven try assists, which it's just mind blowing to me. Um, he's really added some more attacking threat to the Broncos, and I think he's got a huge future ahead of him. I know he's had a, probably a couple quieter games in recent weeks, but I still think he's one of the main reasons why the Broncos are where they are on the ladder, well, like where they have been, like pushing that top four. Um, but yeah, I think at the start of the year, I was pushing for him to be the sixth from the start of the year alongside Adam Reynolds, and I think now he's really showing why a lot of people have had such high wraps on him. Onto the Roosters. So... Uh, got to go with Terrell May. He's the only player that I can think of that's debuted for the Chooks this year or played less than five games because Suwali and obviously Sam Walker played more than the, those five games last year. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that he's his club's best rookie of the year for me in the same year as his brother, uh, Taylor May. Uh, so he's played seven games. He hasn't managed to score yet, unfortunately, but he's averaging uh, a pretty decent workload giving his minutes. So he's got uh, 12 tackles and 50 metres a game in limited minutes, as I said, coming off the bench. So for the Raiders... For me, this one's a little bit co like controversial. Um, I'm going to pick Zach Wolford over Xavier Savage. Xavier Savage has definitely been tremendous and starting to really show why he's like the man for the future and why the Raiders have decided to let go of Chancellor or Clockstad for him. But I just think the transformation that Zach Wolford's had on this Canberra side since he's come in has been incredible. So like the Raiders obviously lost George Hodgson to a knee injury this year, and they just looked a little bit lost after that. Like their results definitely reflected they didn't have a solid nine starting for them. Uh, Tom Starling's like great off the bench, but that's sort of his role in that side. Like him starting doesn't have the same punch. So like the Raiders even at times had Adam Elliott debutizing for the hooker, but since Wolfram made his debut, his Raiders debut, they're just like a different outfit. And like, I don't think there's a surprise in the correlation between Wolford coming in and the Raiders form. 
Um, so yeah, he's really pushing them on to give him a chance at the top eight spot. So in his 12 games in first grade, he's already got six try assists from dummy half, which is phenomenal, especially because he's only just new to first grade. And he's averaging his 22 tackles a game, which is pretty high considering he doesn't get that 80 minutes a game just because of like Tom Starling being there as well. So uh, now we're going to go on to Manly. Yeah, a lot of people definitely have um, Cooler as their rookie of the year, and 100% he like. I if you have that, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, and I think he's definitely since he scored his first try, he started to just have a lot more confidence and showing what he can do, and he's just lightning quick. But my rookie of the year for Manly is Tupolotu. In 16 games this season, he scored 10 tries. He's been a mainstay for Manly on that wing there uh, after Saab and Turbo both went down, so they had some wing positions open up. But one thing that's really impressed me is his ability just to get mainly out of the, like, their own end and on the front foot. And he's averaging 130 plus running meters a game. So onto the Dragons now. I think it's got to be Michael Molo. Um, as a Dragons fan, a little bit disappointed in the fact that they haven't debuted some more players. But I mean, it's, uh, I suppose they know better than me. Got to wait till they're ready. But so the only debutants they've had this year are Michael Molo and Jonathan Rubin, and all the other young guns have played more than five games last season. So seven games, Michael Molo's crossed the line once, um, and he's tackling at an impressive 98.5 tackle percent efficiency, which is pretty cool. And one thing I just think is like, awesome to see, he's able to play alongside his brother in the NRL. Not many players can say they've done that. So like, just massive, massive W for the Molo family this year. Onto the Doggies, Jacob Kiraz. Obviously, like what a revolution this man has been for the doggies this year on the wing as well. Like he's played center on sometimes, but he's definitely cemented that right wing spot, and I think that's really helped the Bulldogs see their attack because they've got attacking weapons on both sides of the field. And I just think their attack, ever since Trent Ballard's left, has just taken off like a rocket ship. Uh, in twelve games, he managed to score six tries on that wing while also setting up a couple, and he averages like one hundred and thirty-six running meters a game on the wing, which is like him and Tubalotu and even Taylor May, all these like new age wingers that are just like absolute yardage. Like, wing wings now not just a position where you can just hang out there, wait to score some tries. But w- one thing that I found with Kiraz that was really really impressive for me was in his twelve games he's made twenty-eight offloads. That's really like that's phenomenal, and it's given that second phase play those extra meters for the doggies to roll off on. So for the Warriors, the only player that I could find that qualified for Rookie of the Year, and I could be wrong, so let me know if I am, was Ronald Volkman. He played a couple games um, for them this year, but but the Warriors are once again another club that I'm a little bit disappointed in that they're not debuting some more of their youngsters, especially now they can't make the finals and you just got to build towards the next couple of years. Why not give them a taste of first grade? Uh, especially like their four pack's been lacking a bit and they've got the Kepu twins who are absolute monsters just waiting in the wings there. But yeah, so Volkman's played two games. He's just so showed some glimpses of what he can do and why he's got some massive wraps on him. But hopefully um, for him and the Warriors in the future, he really takes off. On to the New Knights now. Um, this year, like this year's rookie of the year for me has been Matt Croker. Could have also had like Leah Thompson if you wanted, but for me, it's going to be Matt Croker. I think you can really see how hard he's worked in his game. Like last year, he had a couple games in first grade and didn't really impact it that much, but now he's starting to actually make an impact on the side. You notice it. Um, he managed to score his first try this season, so congrats to him, and also snag a try assist. But yeah, I think he's really, like, yeah, being a bit of a bench back player, he's averaging around 19 tackles in 50 minutes in his limited time. So he's definitely, especially on the defensive side, he's definitely got a, a good work ethic, and I just think he can build on that and be a shining light for Unites fans after this season. So for the Tigers, they've had a few players that have come in and played a few games, and I don't know, none of them for me have really made that much of an impact. But Junior Tupo, he's uh, who I've gone as the Tigers Rookie of the Year. 
He's only had four games this year, but he's um, scored twice in a Tiger side that's just struggled to score points. And the kid's only 20. Uh, he's got any like a Bosa frame that's 190 centimeters tall. So he's a big, tall boy, and he's 95 kilos, which like for someone that tall in the NRL, he's like got a bit of weight to put on. So there's plenty of potential for him to become just an absolute freak of an athlete in the future, and hopefully the Tigers can hold on to him. Now, onto the uh, the Titans now. Uh, Toby Sexton is who I have gone for as their Rookie of the Year. And a lot of people going, like, where's Jaden Campbell? He's played more than five games last year. So poor old Sexton, though. Like, he's been thrown in the deep end this year. But he has, at times, had glimpses of what he can do and like the player he's going to become. But I just think letting Fogarty go too early, he hasn't really got any a mentor, anyone to learn off. And he's just... If he had a couple bad games at the start of the year, you can just bring in Fogarty and like be done with it. But I don't know. It's just put a lot of extra pressure on him. So in 19 games this year, he scored twice. He's kicked 25 conversions, but set a 62.5% conversion rate. So that's something he'll definitely look to improve on in the future. Uh, he's also laid on nine tries for his teammates, which is pretty good considering how much the Titans have been struggling, especially in attack. But yeah, Sexton, he does have a huge career ahead of him and he's got so much potential. I just, uh, to no fault of his own, he's been dealt a rough hand this season. And I just hope that with the added pressure that's going to come onto him now, we just don't see Ash Taylor 2.0. I think the Titans should really delay his development almost and just push him back in reserve grade for a little bit. Give him a couple of glimpses of like uh, first grade, a couple of games next year. Maybe if um, Foran's injured or a bit sore or if like, some injuries happen, maybe even just put him on the bench for a bit. But yeah, I think next year, looking forward, he shouldn't be uh, in first grade, but the year after, definitely. So now on to the round 23 preview and tips. So first up, like the Thursday night games in the last few weeks have been absolute belters. Rabbitohs versus Panthers. Rabbitohs are absolutely humming. looked unreal against the Eels on the weekend. Uh, the Panthers, for them, they get Edwards back this week, but they're still missing May, Cleary, Luai, and Fisher-Harris. Like they're all big losses, but so with last week, if I was a Panthers fan, I wouldn't be too worried. I still think, as I said before, that the Panthers are premiership favourites. However, with so much quality that out for the Panthers, I think like even though they've still got great players across the park, you've still got your your Tungos, your Edwards is back. Was uh, he kick out? There's just still weapons across the park. I think the Rabbitohs have enough to get the job done, especially if Latrell plays. So Cowboys versus Warriors. Man, I'm so happy for the Warriors for like their effort last week. Absolutely pumping the dogs over at home. But they've been better for their fans who, after two and a half years of absolute torture and not being able to watch their club play footy and that sort of thing, just a terrible time for everyone, but especially those over in New Zealand. To go out and have, like be able to watch your team put on display like that, I'm really happy for you. Sean Johnson looked like the, the SJ of old. And as well, thank God, uh, common sense has prevailed and they're not banning that dude is doing the shoeies. It's good for the games. good for like everyone go down to the, like the like Warriors games at Mount Smart watch this dude do a shoey. I think it's really good that he hasn't been like, given a life ban which is just too harsh to begin with. But unfortunately for them after a positive week I think the Cowboys will use this game to get back on track. They've been a little bit poor. Oh, they just had some slow starts. That's what's found them out against uh, the Roosters. Um, they might be suffering from the side effects actually of just going better than they might have expected. So they're pushing themselves a little bit like harder and there's a sudden fatigue. But if they can get a big win up here in Townsville, that might be enough to kick them, um, give them some momentum and get them into the finals and make a, like, a bit of damage in there. Broncos versus Storm is going to be a cracker of a game. Broncos at Suncorp. 
Always a hard team to face. Uh, however, the Storm will be hyped after beating the like, beating the Panthers last week and keeping them to nil too, which is a massive feat. They've also got uh, Jerome Hughes coming back from injury this week, so they'll be buoyed by that. And I think it'll just be too much for the Broncos. They're looking a bit down on form, and I also think they might be suffering from the same thing as the Cowboys and that they're going a bit better than they originally thought. So they've just got to put some extra resources, extra effort in, and they're just starting to tail off a little bit. So on to the Eels versus the Doggies. Eels continue to be the same old Eels last week. Uh, it's just looked pretty poor and desperately desperately need to win this game to hold on to the top four hopes. I uh, still think they're at the finals, but there is the risk that they'll miss out, so they need to win this game. And But in saying that, as I said before, they've got a massive, massive in with Mitch Moses coming back. Uh, we'll be real rested, well rested for this game. After the Dogs have lost their last couple and getting pumped last week, like, I think they're just a bit, going to be a bit flat for this game. But also go the other way. And they might think, nah, this is like, we've had enough of this losing stuff. Let's fire up, go out there and show power what we're made of. But I think either way, I do think the Eels will come away with the win here. On Which then takes us to Manly versus Sharks. Manly, man. I've been absolutely torched last week against the Titans of all teams. Like, Manly just seemed to have packed their season up. Uh, and they're just looking towards next year with hopefully a fully fit team and do some damage to the comp. Um, and as well, they've got no Gerbo for this week. While on the other hand, the Sharkies got the job done against the Tigers. Look sleek. Um, they got the job done the last few weeks. They're just like really starting to look good towards the finals. And basically, I think they'll do the same again here and look to cement a top four spot. Roosters versus Tigers. As we talked about before, the Roosters are hitting form at the right time. And this game comes at a perfect time for them. Where they can just try some new players they might be doing at training to see how they flow and like, just take some things back to the drawing board. And I think they'll just put on a really clinical performance. That's what they're looking for. Like, minimal errors, minimal penalties, just play some good footy and just look like a better outfit than the Tigers. Uh, I think the Tigers, they definitely put up a fight, especially in that first 20. But without Hastings, they just look half the side. And I don't think they'll be able to match it with the uh, Chookies. And I think they'll get the job done here. Titans versus Dragons. Bit of a dead rubber game for this one. Uh, if you're not a Dragons or Titans fan, I can't imagine why you'd even want to watch this game. But Dragons are back at Wynn Stadium. They'll be up for this one, looking to stop their winless streak and just put a nip in the bud of them saying like they're a tail off all the time. Uh, however, the Titans, they'll have so much like confidence going into this game after a huge win last week against Manly. It might be like a lot of pressure off everyone's shoulders. And they could have the freedom to play and they could go out there and beat the Dragons. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but if you're a Titans fan, I'd be so frustrated as well because where's that been all year? Like, they've obviously got quality across the park and players who can just do this week in, week out, but they're just cho- like almost choosing not to. Um, but yeah, as I said, back at Win Stadium for the Dragons, and it's also a must-win for them because technically they can still make finals, but they need to win all their remaining games. So I think the Dragons should get the job done back um, down in Wollongong. So on the last game of the round, Knights versus Raiders. Man, they've just been putting some yucky games on the like the final times like these last few weeks. So Titans, they've just had so many issues come up. Like, just over the last month or so, and it makes you wonder whether there's some stuff going on with the board or like with the CEO and stuff like that. Uh, and it's just trickling down through the club. Like you've got the Ponga situation, Tuala and uh, Rabin Best were late for the bus. They've been stood down this week. This all happened in the last couple of days. And you've got the Clemmer situation as well. Adam O'Brien's press conference has just been all like strange. And I just think there's just so much distraction going on at the moment and they'll find it hard to get up for this one. The Raiders, on the other hand, will be buoyed by getting a win last weekend against a, a team that's pushing for the top eight with them and the Dragons. And that keeps their finals hope alive and they'll just look to string a couple wins together. 
But they also, a huge, huge in for them is they get Joseph Tarpane back after a week off with his rib injury. Um, so he'll be well rested and I think they'll have another dominant win here over the Knights. So that's it for this episode. Uh, if you've liked it, make sure you leave a like and uh, subscribe if you're on YouTube or drop a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Um, and for I want to in the future start another segment and uh, basically I just want to get you to write us in questions about like the footy, that sort of thing, even like player experiences, who I think's better, this this player, that player, any tips and stuff, that sort of thing. So email us at trademarksports23 at gmail.com or just slide into the Insta- Instagram DMs. But cheers and have a good weekend.